Tijuana Joe. How the devil are you? <laughs> it sounds like I own like a nice sort of themed bar somewhere tropical. And that's the name above the door. And then I'm at the, the bar polishing, ever polishing one glass. You never see me without one yeah, glass and then polishing, but. I've got you with a sort of long dangling moustache, I think. Mm, and just mm. Shark's tooth necklace, that kind of thing. We might even take one of my golfing partners turned up the other day <laughs> and he looked like um, he was he was channeling his inner 1970s CIA agent. <laughs> Yellow so framed glasses had, or something. Yeah, he had Polaroid um, sunglasses with gold frames um, <laughs> and he was wearing a sort of open Hawaiian style golf shirt um, <laughs> with uh, the, the requisite sort of, you know, hair and gold chain. And he was wearing a baseball cap in, in, in a manner. He looked very American. The, the, the Brits are no good at wearing um, baseball caps. I, I speak as a Brit who wears a baseball cap. I'm, I'm no good at it. Um, but somewhere along his, his long life experience, he's picked up the ability to wear one properly. Um, but he did look like a sort of Felix Leiter on his day off. Um, which I, I, I mentioned this apropos nothing, of course. So um, what are you writing with, TJ? Well, I'm taking show notes today with the Blackwing 602. This is another one of my oh. old stash. So it's the, the pony on it, Pony Palomino. Uh, sort of very typical 602. I think I've talked about this one before. It's got teeth marks, not from me, but from the sharpener. And it needs a sharpen, actually. I haven't sharpened it in probably two episodes. So it needs a good sharpening, <gasps> which I may see too while we're recording, but we'll see. And uh, same Rodia book. Uh, and that's broadly been it. I've been doing a bit of a tidy up. So I have been seeing all the pencils. I have my little drawer down here. And I was like, ooh, what Sounds today? like a volume. Mm, what today, what today? And I thought the same. I do have a Swiss not Swiss, what's it called? Carandash Swiss wood. Nope, that's easy for me to say. Carandash Swiss wood. Try to say that five times fast. Beautifully done. Um, the pencil that smells of rich mahogany and or soy sauce. Um, I have one of those sitting, uh, but I haven't. I'll write with it. You know what? I'm going to switch pencils mid-episode. There you go. How exciting. You wild child, you. <laughs> so the Swiss wood. Oh, well, that's actually very nice. I, I have one of these that I've had for about four years. And I you use it so infrequently that it's lasted four years plus. Um, so yeah, there you go, Karen Dash. Uh, four years plus lasting pets. Oh, that's a that's a Nero's two point five that you've used every day. Um, <laughs> well, those last on a. I think it's three per person per lifetime. So you get one <laughs> for every two decades or so is a ballpark expectancy, and then the the last one runs a little long. You know. Well, I, I have to say, I'm I'm, I'm getting there, TJ. Uh, you know, I've I've applied myself. I'll be honest, and and we're now we're now just about to sort of fall off Steinbeck and okay. get down to golf pencil um, from <laughs> from whence uh, it may go into the golf bag, in which case yeah. it'll probably keep me going until I retire, um, or or may get worked down to a stub. I'm not quite sure yet. Um, my my stubs, and this will become apparent later. My stubs are actually now. They're, they're not in their normal place. They've gone, they've gone somewhere dark, <gasps> quiet. Mm. The stub jar is temporarily, perhaps, retired. Mm. Fighting talk, I know. Mm. So, 
What about watching? Have you been watching anything good this week? Yeah, actually, I watched a film last night with a friend. Uh, we sat down and watched Kung Fu Hustle, which is a martial arts film released in 2004 that kind of parodies a lot of martial arts films and also other films. So we'd, we'd both watched this film maybe 15 years ago when it first came out, or whenever, whenever 2004 was. Not long after that, we watched this. Uh, I thought, oh, this is cool. This is fun. Uh, and then just forgot all of it. And so we're like, oh, yeah, that's not, yeah, I remember seeing that before. Let's watch that. So uh, it came up last night. We sat in the living room and watched that. And I hadn't realized how much of it is references, how much of it is, is sort of talking about other films, other TV shows, other tropes. And so as a whatever age I was in 2004, do the maths, um, I, when I was watching it the first time around, I missed all of it. All of this flew clear over my head at 30,000 feet. Watching it now, I'm like, well, that's clearly The Matrix and that's this and that's The Shining. And, you know, it's quite on the nose with some of the stuff that you're watching. So it was really mm -hmm. interesting to see it now having a bit more sort of experience with TV and film and going, oh, I see what they're doing there. OK, yeah, no, I see what that is. Yeah, I can see where this come from. And it's a, it's a good film with some really good uh, martial arts, some really good special effects and some really interesting uh, plot choices. <laughs> interesting plot choices now there's a review for you ladies and gentlemen it's one of those films that you're like i'm not entirely sure a what they're doing b why they did it or c what's happening but i'm thoroughly enthused the entire time so i suppose you can't really fault it yeah well there you go it sounds like a decent watch mm. and that's about it <laughs> that's all i've managed oh. you've been you've been a busy man Yes. Good to see. Good to see. Well done. Um, well, I've been doing my, my Netflixy stuff. So I watched, uh, I finished the Squid Game. Um, I think you mentioned that to me last week or the week before. Yeah, it's um, pretty quick. Yeah, it's, um, uh, well, I saw a couple of the twists coming. I don't know if that makes me clever or whether everybody saw those <laughs> twists coming. I'm not sure. Um, uh, you were quite right. Yes, not Margaret's thing at all. She watched it for about thirty-five seconds and went "ew" or or a sound equivalent to that. Um, there is quite a lot of violence in it. I, yeah, I would. Say. It doesn't shy away. No, no, it doesn't shy away from the old gunshots, does it? Um, yes, I. One of those things. I think it'd been hyped. For yeah, me, yeah, perhaps. Um, Funny enough, the friend I watched this film with hadn't he seen the first episode. And it was much the same. I was like, oh, have you seen it? He said, first episode. But now it's been hyped so much that I can't not go into the second episode with some sense of what I'm expecting. Irrelevant of what mm -hmm. that is. It could be good. It could be bad. But there's so much talk. I think it was a little bit like the Bond film. Like people talked about it so much. And like the Bond film was delayed so many times that when it came out, it, it can't possibly live up to the hype, positive or negative, because it's just too big. For sure, yeah. Um, I, th I think that's probably what happened to, to mm. Squid Game for me. But uh, yeah, it was a good watch. I, I watched it quickly, um, so it must have been drawing me in. Um, and you know, there was uh, some interesting premise in there, and uh, what a weird ending! That was just <laughs> mm. uh, try, try and explain to me this customer's mode. Uh, customers, customer. I've got customers on the mind, TJ. This uh, character's motivation. Uh, for that thing at the end, I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, um, The Maid we've been watching. Um, I don't know if you've seen that. That's also Netflix. Nope. Is that uh, a fiction? 
It's based on a true story uh, and it stars, um, uh, well, I'm sure she'll hate this, but then again, I'm pretty sure she doesn't listen, uh, Andy McDowell's daughter. Um, Andy McDowell being an American actress from, uh, oh, what was she in, Four Weddings and a Funeral? Was she in that? Yeah, I, think uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was Hugh Grant's uh, love interest. Um, very, very competent, uh, famous American actress. And now her daughter uh, is the lead role. And, and Miss McDowell uh, turns up in, in the cast as well. Uh, it's based on some true memoirs. Uh, and it's, I, I think it's sort of famously a slow starter. So mm-hmm. my wife informs me that everybody on social media says, no, no, stick with it, stick with it, stick with it, it gets better. <laughs> After the first three seasons, uh, it really picks up. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I suppose you would say that largely the theme is domestic violence. That's that's Ooh. what it's all about. Uh, so it's it's not in some places not an easy watch. I would mm. say. Um, and Margaret appears to be sleeping through most of it. So she she's watching it through some sort of osmosis through the eyelid. Um, C two or I mean, it's not called that, but C the second season. Uh, on Apple, what's it? Uh, yep, yeah, it's it's as silly as the first one was, to be honest. <laughs> um, and and Jason Momoa goes around just being, you know, very very competent at beating people up. Uh, well, with his eyes closed, quite literally. Um, and uh, Foundation, which I'm I'm still keeping up with, which of all of them is the one that I look forward to the most. I haven't watched past. Uh, I think I caught up to the third episode whenever it was released. And I've been so busy recently, I haven't been able to watch since. So I've got a couple in the tank waiting for me. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, it's it's still following the same sort of format where it's, you know, I'll try and give you a bit of a narrative arc, uh, but we do need to nip over here to start another one. <laughs> oh, and so you have to sort of go, okay, right. We'll just spend 10 minutes on this arc. It'll all become clear to me in about six years. It's fine. Wait, by the way, we've um, just jumped six years. Uh, and then we've jumped back 14,000 years. And now we've jumped forward 30,000 years. Yeah. Yeah. The advice still stands. Standing advice. Um, <laughs> don't, don't glance do down at your phone. Look away. Do not do that. <laughs> you, you can lose entire millennia uh, doing that. Or you could do that thing where you, you find a film or a pair of films that have the same actors in them. And if someone falls asleep halfway through a movie, you change it to halfway through a different movie with them in it and then wake them up and just enjoy the confusion as they go, oh, he was a bus driver in the first half. Why is he now on top of a plane? What is happening? <laughs> You're just describing Margaret's sort of TV viewing <laughs> you know, in general. I mean, that's kind of how it works. Um, she she starts watching Strictly Come Dancing and then uh, ends up in the middle of uh, Squid Game. She has no idea what's going on. <laughs> That's a hard song for her. There's much well, of a beat was, to dance was, to. It, was that a foxtrot? Mm, no, not exactly. Um, what about listening? Have you been listening to anything good? Yeah, I've been listening to my D&D podcast, which is Dragon Friends. It's a good one. So that is kind of taking up a little bit of the train journeys and travel time that I'm doing at the minute. And then in the house, to be honest, I've not listened to a lot of music that's deliberately chosen. It's been a lot of like, uh, hey, Doofus, play some music. Let's just hear what you got, which inevitably is like the, the TJ playlist that it, it curates, the, the namesake playlist for me, which is good. Actually, there's a, a good mixture in there. 
there's definitely a, a little amount of bleed in there from sort of ancillary listening. So uh, relaxing music for the dog. We're into October, which means that the dog is highly upset by the sky explosions that uh, int- int- sort of intrude into our lives at the moment. So trying yep. to get him calmed down with uh, some nice relaxing dog music, uh, which then comes in. It's like, you like chill dog jazz. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's not bad, but really not not helpful when I'm trying to do programming for you to just go like, boom, 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 boom. Like nice calm dog music is a bit strange in the middle of a playlist. Lord Huron or something. But uh, yeah, that that's broadly. I'm letting the doofus do the work for me and I'm not really picking anything. Yeah, I'm just kind of going, oh, looks all right. Click. So, so you are, in fact, the target audience for the, the new Doofus system that was announced. Oh, the new playlists? Well, it's the, the, oh, um, yes, the, the one ch- that... cheaper way of getting Apple Music, isn't it? Is, is it not? You... It's just the Apple Shuffle, the, the iPod Shuffle with no buttons, but it's a, an app. Remember uh, that? Not really. I do remember it, but no, I mean, you can, um, you can do exactly what you're doing. Um, and it will play your curated list and you can shout at it and say, you know, play me jazz or play me the latest Lord Huron album. Or, the problem as long as is you, you command it by voice, then yeah, it's fine. You command it by voice in my accent and you end up with Frank Sinatra. It doesn't necessarily correlate one to one with what I want, what it hears. So you kind of DJ, holler at it. DJ, <laughs> DJ. Yeah. It's not, it's not the accent. <laughs> what was you, it? You can't get... A, you can't get a more received pronunciation accent than mine. And <laughs> you still get it, it still comes out with bizarre, oh, random translations. Yeah, it was last night. I was trying to turn on the, the we have, I have a light in the living room called Reading Light, uh, which is a series of three plug, three lamps on one plug that I can turn on and off. It's in the corner. And we were going out and I wanted to leave the light on for the dog. And so I said, hey, doofus, turn on the reading light. And it went, okay. And then started playing some 41 in the kitchen. I'm like, not not quite not quite you know what good college try Close, but no cigar but we're gonna go for stop playing the music in a different room and turn on the light in here which is what i asked you to do yeah uh, yeah um yeah david david sparks max bark he does make the point that he fears this new product may make people hate siri i'm thinking <laughs> make them hate it we all hate siri um yeah okay mm. 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 i i have to admit i'm listening to music in largely the same way mm-hmm. um partially because airplay is now such a disaster that i, I, I really can't make it work um I, i've got the thing now where a podcast plays with a five second lag uh on on my two speakers Oh, so one is five seconds behind the other? Yeah. That's in a, in a that's stereo pair. I, it's a feature. <laughs> <laughs> that's spatial. Did you not did you not get the memo? Uh-huh. And <laughs> it sounds like you're listening to it in the, a cave. That's echo. <laughs> There's just no rhyme nor reason to it. And it will be it will be from any one of my devices, I'll sort of, you know, airplay it across. Oh, and so if I bark at the speaker then there's a chance it will just, you know, get on with it. Mm-hmm. But the minute I introduce any other device, it all gets a bit complicated. And I don't listen to podcasts on Apple's thingy, so I can't listen. Oh, it, 
Just too much hassle. <laughs> it usually passes come November time um, when they've stopped mucking about with operating systems and doing whatever it is they're doing to screw everything up. But very frustrating. Um, what have I been listening to? Oh, well, I've been listening mostly to people talking about oh, the new Apple laptops. Um, <laughs> MacBook which, Pro, MacBook Pro, MacBook Pro. Mm, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I wrote a post about this. I don't know if you saw it, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm an Apple fanboy, as you know. And so I, we, we, we didn't watch it together, but we were uh, just in you and I all sort mm. of um, were messaging as, as the thing was going out. And, you know, some of the stats and the specs and, you know, obviously the, the production values of the whole thing are excellent. Very, very good. Um, but when I was reflecting upon it, I was like, actually, I think what they were saying was these laptops are almost as good as other laptops. That's, that's basically where they were getting to. So, uh, and then it was, oh, but if they're plugged in. They're almost as good. If they're on battery, they're much better. And if you listen, standing on one leg, they are unbelievable. And, you know, all sorts of very sort of random selection of, of stuff. And don't get me wrong, I think they're amazing laptops. But I, I'm in some sort of frame of mind at the moment where it's the negatives that are sticking in my head. And, um, you know, they've upgraded the webcam to, that's it, 1080p? Um, and yet, if you've got the iPad, then it's 12 megapixel camera <laughs> with center stage. And, you know, somehow or other, they've decided that, that that camera, which is put in specifically, I think, for Zoom calls and, and all of that, isn't required in the machine most likely to be used for Zoom calls. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I don't know how they arrive at these these decisions. And... Mm. I was I was left quite cold by the event. I mean, have you have you got out and bought a MacBook Pro? No, no. I, I mean, I I considered it not for now, but in like a year. I was like, oh, those are cool. Maybe in a year I'll think about this again, and then not buy it then. But I mean, I was excited by the yellow HomePod. That's cool. Oh well, you can't be the yellow HomePod. Um, <laughs> I don't I, need one. I won't be buying one. But I was like, that's a nice color. <laughs> well, in- increasingly, I think what's going to happen now because I'm hanging, I'm hanging out for a a desktop. Desktop uh-huh. is the, yeah, the yeah. form function I you use. You want the iMac most. Pro? Well, do you know what? I want to see the iMac Pro because I really like the idea of a 30 inch monitor. That sounds great. Mm. Um, I also really like the idea of a, you know, a blue one or an orange one. Um, but to have a blue one or an orange one, I suspect I'm going to have to settle for a 24-inch monitor. Um, mm. And then I'm going to run into how important is what we used to call in the old days RAM. Um, <laughs> because uh, the the M1 chip is limited to 16. Uh, but the the... M1 X Pro Max blah blah thing. Um, we'll go to I think 64. Uh, yeah, so sure. there's a you know a big performance difference thing there. Yeah, uh, none of which, of course, I understand. So I shall be 
sort of decanting all the podcasts, YouTubes and, <laughs> and blog posts going, how important is this actually to me? Because um, on, my, on my current M1, which is a, a mini, I do frequently get the little message saying you're running out of RAM or you're running out of memory. Um, please close some apps. Um, it'll come as no surprise to anybody that all you have to do is close Microsoft Teams and everything works again. Um, but <clears throat> yeah. So would you say that you were neither under nor overwhelmed, but just suitably whelmed? Whelmed. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I think they've made. Um, they uh, sorry. I think that's that's um, due. That's due. <laughs> Bursting through all of my <laughs> focus modes, going no, go and lock the gate immediately. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a it's a great laptop. It does all of the laptopy stuff. Um, I'm real. I was really interested to hear Stephen Hackett and um, David Sparks. Now, if there are bigger Mac nerds out there, I'm, I, I don't know who they are. <laughs> um, neither of them went for the Macs. They all went for the Pro. So they didn't go for the, the, top, the top. top, top thing because um, I think they just can't sort of get their heads around what it does. Um, and I'm, I'm just wondering whether, you know, wh where, where that's going to find its market. I mean, I'm sure it will. Um, and I'm sure they've done an enormous amount of research and know that yeah. you know, they only need to make 64 of them and, and that'll be it. I don't, I, I don't know. But. <laughs> I mean, from what it's talking about, some of the, the high-end sort of graphics-intensive stuff could be really useful. So if you're doing um, like DIT and stuff where you're, you're on set capturing all data into hard drives and managing and doing color blends and uh, you know color grading and things like that, you want something that's basically a desktop that folds which for all intents and purposes, some of these are. Sure. So getting, getting those for very specified graphics, heavy jobs could be great. Whereas a lot of tech YouTubers and tech uh, podcasters, I imagine might make some video work, might do some audio work, but broadly speaking, they're not doing, you know, cinematography and <laughs> cinema level sure. graphics. So, while they like the the big expensive Macs, they don't necessarily have tons and tons of use cases for them. So they may not be getting all of it, you know, they may not be putting all of it to the test because it's really high end, like Cinema 4D rendering big scenes. Some of the stuff they're talking about there is brilliant, but it's a very narrow slice of the pie in comparison to like making a website, doing some graphics, writing up an email, which is broadly, sure. I'd imagine a big, big, big chunk of the pie versus what people do with, macbook pros yeah exactly and i mean i i suppose that's why the macbook air outsells them all and you know I, fine but I, I am concerned that i'm sort of waiting around for a desktop that's never going to come <laughs> i think that's probably <laughs> where i am well you could get the the one the big fancy macbook pro and then fold it and never never type on it it worked for you once before well, 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 yes, but then it got a very peculiar shape and very hot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it's a, could it's well a, have blown up at some point. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't again. Maybe it was a hype thing, and uh, well, part of it is I think the rumors. The rumors are now so extensive that you you kind of know exactly what's coming before the event <laughs> starts. You know? 
you know, we keep everything secret. Not very well, you don't. Um, but still, there we go. It was a Mac event. It was terribly exciting. It hasn't cost me a dime. So that's got to be a good thing. <laughs> I enjoyed our chat, our three-way chat on uh, uh, Signal. We were just chatting, oh, this, that, the other, trying to predict what was coming up next, making little quips. And then we got sort of halfway a bit through of the cynicism. Yeah. And we got halfway through the Mac and I was like, ah, cool, guys. I'm going back to the X Files. Bye. <laughs> and that was probably it. Well, I, I, I just remember at the start going, hang on, wait for it. They've invented the playlist. <laughs> that's, what this, that's what this event is about. We've got new playlists. Okay, well done, boys. Great. Um, and uh, I, I've subsequently found this out. The wonderful thing about the playlists is it's got nothing to do with tech. They're human. Yeah, so they're curated by people. <laughs> yeah, so, so the biggest company in the world has gone out and hired a few people who know stuff about music and they've written down big lists of <laughs> oh, music you see you see, you see you're getting into machine learning now so you get enough people to write really really good playlists and then the computer can start writing its own using those as sample data so you uh, there's method in the madness uh in counter to that argument i give you siri the last five years <laughs> <laughs> you've just probably triggered a dozen people's home pods to do things in the background <laughs> I doubt it. I severely <laughs> doubt it. Oh, right. What about enough, of, enough of beating up Apple. What about reading? What have you been reading? I'm still reading Dare by Barry Madonna, or McDonough, um, which is the book on anxiety, which is actually really useful so far, really interesting. Um, I'm just kind of working my way through it. Nothing sort of major to report back. Oh, this is amazing. This has changed my life. But definitely there's some really good actionable mm. stuff in there that I think is helpful. Cool. Um, it's one of those ones that you read it in preparation and you hope you don't need it, but you know you probably will. So, you know, everybody deals with anxiety. I've not had to put anything into practice. I'm, I'm, I've been grand, but I know that I probably will. So yeah, it's useful to kind of go, okay, it's an interesting way of approaching that problem. And it's it's useful, I think, to challenge the way you always do things. So for me, uh, this book is kind of talking about running towards things that scare you and, and accepting them and kind of almost going, okay, yeah, what? Go on, make me anxious. Which is counterintuitive, uh, certainly not something I would try on my own. And so getting the advice to do that and reading into the reasoning why it might help, it's really interesting. It's kind of challenged the status quo and uh, sort of thinking outside the box. So yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. Excellent. Very good. Well, um, I finished The Leopard by Joe Nesbo. Um, which I, I don't know. This is this maybe why I'm not sleeping very well. I'm reading. I'm reading <laughs> the Leopard by Joe Nesbo, which involves all sorts of exciting ways to die, uh, and then watching the Squid Game, which well, pretty similar to be honest. Uh, although quite a lot more Korean, Korean and Norwegian violence. It's a strange <laughs> diet, isn't it, for, for one's media consumption? Uh, so I finished that, and I mean Joe Nesbo does write great thrillers. Um, and I'm still battling through Measure What Matters by John Doerr, uh, which is all about uh, OKRs, Objective Key Results. Yeah, baby. Um, which is about as exciting as it sounds. Measure What Matters. Mm, <laughs> quite. Drinking? What are you drinking, TJ? Well, I was offered a coffee today in work, uh, which was lovely. And the person came and said, oh, you want to do this, that, and the other. I can do a cappuccino. And I thought, you know what? I actually don't think I've ever had a cappuccino. Uh, cappuccino please and I, it was nice coffee was brought back and 
I can report it was suspiciously like a latte, but I will never know. I, I don't honestly know the difference. Uh, do you want to? Um. It's, it's something to do with foam, right? Yeah, well, kind of. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it's changed now. But you know, ten years ago, if you went to Italy and said you wanted a latte, people would go, "What?" <laughs> Sorry, uh, in Italian, obviously. Um, a, a cappuccino is is a sort of what an Italian would see as a coffee with milk, uh, and it's a breakfast drink. So, um, the sort of the big faux pas that is committed by sort of Northern Europeans and Americans when they go to, to Italy is they wander into a coffee shop in the afternoon and say cappuccino. And uh, <laughs> un, unbeknownst to them, the waiter is going, uh, bloody foreigners, or words to that effect. Um, because it's simply not done. But it's one of those weird ones where the sort of coffee culture has been exported from Italy all around the world, um, gone through the mill of corporate America and is now being re-imported back into Italy. And so now I think <laughs> Italians do know what a latte is, even though they would have had a clue before. Um, generally speaking, a latte will have quite a lot more milk and uh, a cappuccino will have, as you say, quite a lot of foam. Mm. But it, at its base is a pretty strong coffee um, with then some milk added so that you can dip your cornetto into it and go, oh, look, it's a wonderful breakfast. Um, <laughs> But no, cappuccino is um, very nice. Very well, it nice. wasn't bad in the morning. Mm. And, and they tend to sprinkle chocolate on the top as well, or, or even cinnamon sometimes. I've seen Risk cinnamon. takers yeah. that they <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, I, I'm back on the wagon again. I'm, I'm, I'm being health-driven. It's, it's all about health in the, in the Stu Lennon world at the moment. Uh, so I'm drinking water, which is terribly unexciting, but there you go. <laughs> Um, Every time I drink water, I'm just like, what do you have? Mm. Oh, water. Well, you got to be careful about that. It rots battleships. Every time. It does. It <laughs> does rot battleships. Um, and I told that Never drink egg. water with fish. That's <laughs> yeah. another one. Just, yeah. It just every time I think about that, it comes to mind. So just know that somewhere in Northern Ireland, your, your uh, voice lives on. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm not the only person to have, I'm not, you are not the only person that I've mentally scarred. Um, <laughs> So buying, what are you buying? Oh, what am I buying? Oh, yeah, <laughs> this is the most 30-ish old man purchase. I did the my most recent 5K, which was great, really good fun. Uh-huh. Um, and because Meg and I were running together, she's wonderful. She ran beside me the entire time, even though it was demonstrably slower she than her running. I say she didn't do that thing where she just turned around and ran backwards next to you chatting away or anything. <laughs> no, did she? she did the get your eyes up. Nope, 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 nope. Stop looking at the ground. Stop looking at the ground. Keep your chin up and breathe deeply. Just doing the proper, proper encouraging spouse, but very much like you're running this 5K is non-negotiable. <laughs> this is a forecast of what's happening. And so, very, very motivational. But um, for a brief time, she was running behind me um, because it was quite a narrow path. I just like you're... Over, I think it was overpronating something shocking. So my my feet are rolling inwards. So the left yeah. side of my right foot and the le- the right side of my left foot are rolling in. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that that tracks with what what my legs feel like after five k. That that makes sense. So went <laughs> and bought really boring insoles for my shoes that are hopefully like roll that back out the other way to to sort of neutralize some of that. So we'll see how that helps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
when I when I looked at um, doing Catch Five K, and um, Margaret and I were doing it together, which was was a laugh. I think we probably did it once together, and then realised that for the sake of our marriage, we would never run together again. <laughs> and um, we we went to uh, a specialist running shop, uh, and I have never in my life spent so much time uh, buying shoes. <laughs> yep. Um, where you know measured up for this and measured up and can you can you stand on this can you run on that can you oh blimey uh and then they go what you need is one of those and i said why and i thought oh no why did i do that and <laughs> 15 minutes later the person stopped talking i've still no idea whether i was it all starts with the ninth bone in your or... foot uh which is located <laughs> approximately here no 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 no. hold on sorry sorry um i forgot i don't want to know yeah that that's <laughs> i just remembered i don't care yeah exactly well i'm glad you've got the right insults i'm expecting those times to come tumbling now well we'll see we'll see as you you uh pronate less or pronate more who's Um, to say maybe i'm under pronating i i don't know the terminology Uh, yeah yeah, pernate perhaps you need to pernate rather than pronate (laughs) percolate Mm. what do you percolate that's always good you get a good good. coffee (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay, well, I've been, I've been, obviously, we don't buy in Cyprus anymore, no, no post-Brexit, we pre-order. Um, so, uh, no, no news on any of my, my Apple pre-orders. Um, <laughs> Sometime in 2040, I think they're, they're due in. I say the, I, I suspect we may have to put that in as some sort of regular feature. Um, I'll, I'll update, I don't know, once a quarter, perhaps. Um, uh, I did get some more nano leaves or nano leaves. Is it perhaps? I don't know. It's a, at a certain I've point, it becomes a nano bush and then a nano tree. Whatever you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've got my, I've got my starter kit of uh, what was it? Nine little triangles mm-hmm. uh, next to my desk, currently casting a sort of pinkish reddish light upon me. It's very you nice. sent me a picture. It was lovely. Uh, mm, and I'm getting another set for the other side of the office. There you go. <laughs> Automate me up mm. and uh, yep. Uh, much like yourself, um, I have to, you know, ask for a little bit of uh, New York jazz and the lights will suddenly go on green um, <laughs> or uh, turn the lights off and U2 goes on loud, you know, the usual sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's nice. I've got some bulbs on the way as well um, by the same manufacturer. Is there uh, the little nano leaf ones uh, that look like faceted on the top? Yeah, yeah. I've got a couple of the different sizey sort of connectedly ones that will yeah um, i'm just going to sort of sneak them into some of the lamps around the house and <laughs> and gently introduce margaret to the idea of home automation and see how we get on if they're the same as the one uh, i have they are really nice uh and very bright when you're using the white colors and then dim- substantially dimmer when they're doing colors so yeah. on mine i would say that the warm and cold white are big bright punchy bulbs that what you'd expect and the colors, so when you go into the RGB spectrum, they're about half the brightness. Mm, yeah. I mean, in fairness, Margaret comes from the school of, of thought where uh, lights are intended to keep the keep the room dark. That, that's what they're there for, to make sure that all of the corners remain completely black and there's a gentle pool of light to prevent you tripping over the furniture. That, that's about <laughs> the extent that she has it. Of course, I am a grumpy old man and went around barking saying how am i supposed to read anything blah 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 the tripping over things careering into furniture you know it's entertaining in my house if nothing else <laughs> um so yeah we've got some of those on the way from from germany and uh what else did i order 
Uh, oh, I, I may have accidentally ordered another golf bat. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> One can never um, have too many. Um, well, while I was getting um, my, my uh, what was it? It's a gap wedge, an approach wedge. Very important, TJ. I, I, I won't burden you with the, the tech specs. <laughs> while I was getting that, accidentally a three wood, which is a big boy bat that's hit the ball a long way bat, fell in. Just, <laughs> who knew? <laughs> Fell into the basket before I knew I checked out. Too, far too late to, to camp. Um, there you go. Uh, and I acquired, I didn't purchase, um, although there were some hints given. You can maybe give me some some friendly advice in a minute. Um, a, a, a friend said, Ear, do you want a gas barbecue? And I went, uh, not particularly, no. And he said, well, thing is, I've got a new one coming. and." Of the two that I'm going to replace, I've sort of made one good one out of the two, two older ones. <laughs> but it sort of clutters the place up a bit. Well, look, I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to take it off you, but um, you know, no offence, really. I'm not buying it. No, 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 that's fine. And so he, he sort of asked me to come and pick it up, and I ignored that request for well, at least a fortnight until eventually he sort of brought it over or I picked up part of it and then he brought over the other bit um and it's a huge big Australian gas barbecue with multiple burners and um the the little sparky thing doesn't work so you have to use a sort of manual long lighter to, mm. to light it okay I can live with that um and it's you know it's great I mean it, it's 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 served well I would say you know it's clearly not new or even nearly new but it works perfectly well um and it took about 15, 20 minutes to put it up, during which I think, I'm not sure, but I think he mentioned 17 times that to replace it would cost 5,000 euros. <laughs> and, and me being me, I went, would it really? Good Lord, that's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> Who'd have thought it, eh? <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm considering, from, from the depths of my soul, buying him a bottle of bourbon, because, I mean, he likes a, he likes a bourbon. Buy him a lighter to, to light the bar. <laughs> <laughs> well he hasn't got a barbecue anymore has he i've got it um so <laughs> well you can keep uh, i i've now i've now got this great little barbecue corner because i've got the um the, the the newly arrived gas grill which in fairness is pretty handy um if you're you know occasionally margaret will sort of say oh God, i can't bother to cook particularly in the summer when it's hot and a, a gas barbie switch it on and boom 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 <laughs> yeah, you, press you, a button you and there's fire chop. <laughs> yeah, a bit of chicken it takes a few seconds to quickly you know, scrape it off and it's done sort of thing. Um, so it is quite a handy thing. I've, I've also got a green egg, which mm. I think we've probably talked about before, yeah. one of those big sort of American smokers, um, which we moved today. Um, <laughs> two, two old men trying to lift one of those things down, a, down the staircase was quite entertaining because they are heavy. <laughs> I mean, we are talking proper, proper heavy. Um but we imagined it in the end. And I've got my little uh, Cypriot grill. So I've got sort of three grills there. Um, and I've, there's electricity reasonably adjacent for the turning of the, of the pork and all that. So it's going to be my little, you know, cook's corner down there. Mm. Very impressive. Um, and I say, didn't cost me a cent. Well, it's going to cost me a bottle of bourbon. I feel bad otherwise. <laughs> tell them that the bourbon costs 5000 Just don't tell them what denomination or what currency. 
<laughs> yes, I'm, well, I was thinking that I might, you know, push the boat out and get him, get him a, you know, a nice one, which is, you know, probably elevating the price by, I don't know, 10, 15 euros. It's not a huge amount of money, is it? Um, anyway, what about quoting? Tell me something quotey. Well, this is a Terry Pratchett one, as I am wont to include. Wisdom comes from experience, and experience is often a result of a lack of wisdom. Terry Pratchett. <laughs> that was excellent. Yeah. Well, uh, they're funny because they're so true. That's, that's the thing about them, isn't it? Um, well, given the uh, the title of this episode, I thought I would look for something um, around that particular subject and came up with something that's, well, sort of about that and sort of about something entirely different. Throw up into your typewriter every morning. Clean up every noon. Raymond Chandler. There you are. I see what you're um, doing. There. Hemingway had something very, very similar. <laughs> Hemingway used to say, write drunk, edit sober. I've heard that, yeah. Uh, there we are. Um, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this, particularly this sort of, you know, morning, morning hours, mm. trying to, to protect them, because that's the only time I can really produce anything of any quality. The, st the stuff I do in the afternoon is awful. So um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to protect that morning, which is uh, the, the dogs and I are in negotiation at the moment about, about walking. Um, they're sort of looking at me going, what do you mean we're not going for a walk? I'm going, to, I'm going to write now. I'm going to be creative. And then we'll go for a walk this afternoon. And they sort of look at me, look at each other, look at the leads, look back at me, look at each other. <laughs> no, that, no, that's They're not, not buying in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure you understand the equation here, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Dog plus morning um, equals walk. That's it's pretty straightforward from my perspective. <laughs> Exactly. Although, in fairness, I mean, I this is obviously a comparative thing, but um, in the mornings now, it is by our standards a bit chilly as the sun is rising. It's like, brr. oh no, double digits again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But by your standards, it would be shirts off. Let's all go sunbathing. <laughs> but as I say, it's a comparative thing, uh, and so uh, I think. Certainly, Spice, the older one, is is warming to the idea of perhaps letting the sun hang around for an hour or two before we go out. <laughs> it was six degrees this morning when I went, got out of the house, which is chilly enough. Yeah, that's that's cool enough. Particularly as I imagine there was a wind that would cut you in half. Yes, like. cleft and twin by the wind. <laughs> yeah, no, we're we're. Um, I think we were twenty four today, but. <laughs> Um, oh no! Oh, Stuart, how could you possibly manage? <laughs> well, uh, early morning it was twelve or thirteen degrees. I mean, we do now have, um, we have a very very thin duvet on the bed. <laughs> this, is, this is a big big time for us. Um, and I have to say that I was up half the night because it was too hot. <laughs> yeah, not quite there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, uh, uh, yeah, I'll shut up now because I'm whining. Right, parish notices. Ooh. Me, I'm oh dear, are we keeping you up? <laughs> Been on a train for four hours today of uh, travelling. Uh, you are? No, no, you're not keeping me up. I do need a coffee though. Although I was like, well, it's a bit late for a coffee. Maybe I'll just have a decaf coffee, completely precluding any point of having the coffee when I'm tired. So yeah, <laughs> parish notices. <laughs> I have been doing a clear out, which kind of feeds into the topic a little bit. I'll try not to spoil it, but 
doing a little bit of a clear out here. And as you may imagine, for someone who has six years, five years of penciling and analoguing and all kinds of stationary adjacenting, I have quite a lot of stuff. And I don't really need or want most of that stuff now. It's not because it's not good or it's not nice or I don't like it. It's because I kind of, a lot of the stuff was kept because I was making videos about stuff, right? And when you're making videos about mm-hmm. stuff, you typically need stuff to make videos about. And so it makes sense to keep stuff. Whenever you're not making videos about stuff, it, it kind of gets to the point where I'm like, ah, yeah, that, don't really need that. I don't think it's bad. I just don't need it in my house taking up atoms. So did a little bit of a look around it because I have a, a big Ikea unit at the back of the office here. It's sort of like a sort of an industrial looking unit, wooden top and little sort of mesh uh, doors that open up and, and a shelf inside. And so in there I have the, ooh, I'm going to say 12 liter, that could be totally wrong, really useful box, you know, the, the plastic ones mm-hmm. with the blue handles. I've got a bunch of those and they're all divvied up for different pencils. And I'm getting into topic now, so I'll, I'll rein it back in. But I have a bunch of stuff in there. And it's like, I don't need most of this. So I went through and did a big declutter of that. And have a big tub of notebooks. Went through and did a big declutter of that, which I'll talk about in the topic. And then went, oh, there's rather a lot of stuff here. And, you know, some of it's worth money. Some of it, if you went on to the right erasable Facebook group chat, you could probably flog it for some money. But I'm not really bothered. Um, a lot of these might have been, uh, you know, things I'd got from doing videos or things I'd bought in the course of making videos or stuff that people have sent me. So I'm not, I, I don't want any money for these things. But equally, I don't want them to just be dumped into a charity shop and then sold for pennies or worse, binned because someone's like, well, no one wants notebooks. We'll bin those, just use laptop. Which, which I've seen happen with stuff. You know, I've seen nice pencils and nice stationary stuff get binned because people assume it's, it's rubbish because it's old. Uh, so I thought, mm. okay, I want to do something with these that might be useful. So we, we brain, brain shopped? Yeah, we brain shopped this. Uh, and we chatted. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and we chatted about... What we went we, to a shop and bought a yeah, brain. we did. One between us. That's probably about right. Um, I thought, you know what? It'd be really cool to give some of these things away. And it'd be really cool to try and do some good with that. So I haven't worked out any of the details. I'm still finalizing that. I have a big pile of pencils and notebooks and adjacent stationary ephemera. And I have uh, a hope and a willingness to do some good for charity. Namely, I think Macmillan, which is a charity that's helped my parents and my family quite a lot. And I thought, you know what? Pretty cool if I gave a bunch of these boxes away in return for donations to Macmillan. So I think that's what we're probably going to do. So mm. I'm going to chat to Slack. I'm going to have a few ideas. So please start chatting about this in Slack if you're there and you're interested. Um, I'm going to try and make it as interesting as possible and as uh, as little overhead and hassle for you to, to get a box if you want one. Um, I don't want any money for them. I'll pay for postage. I just want to get them to people who might appreciate them or use them or, or be of benefit to people. Uh, and I also want to do some good for a great charity if that's possible as well. So I'm still working out the kinks on how to do that. But I think broadly, that's where all my uh, excess stationery is going to go. And I now have a, a much clearer cabinet and a much happier wife. 
Oh, well, there you go. I mean, sounds like a win all round. And well, yeah, let, let's let's see what people think. Um, mm. And if any anybody European based um, uh, feels that they might want something like that, then we we may do a little bit of you know podcast magic, and you will send proof of a donation to TJ, and I will send you a box of stuff from here because I've got quite a lot too. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that sounds cool. I mean, we, a lot of us get to this point yeah, of feeble. having so much. Uh, yeah, there's so much around. I mean, I I look at some of the you know field notes that I've got and think, oh, I really like those. That's great. Is it likely I'll go through four packs? <laughs> mm. Yes, eventually. I guess mm. I'll keep these. It's when I, when you do the pile, like I had to reevaluate once or twice, and I was like, okay, well, this is the keep pile, and this is the giveaway pile. And then you start putting, and you say the keep piles on the right, and you're like, okay, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, of course, on here, yeah, keep, 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 keep. Oh, hold on, there's a big old pile on the right, no, nothing on the left. Maybe let's start again, start again. Okay, no, I don't really need that. <laughs> Slightly different approach required. <laughs> yes. Um, well, my parish notice. Um, well, if, uh, one doesn't like to be the. You know, the moody one, the difficult one. Um, but some of you may remember that there was a bit of a virus knocking about the place. Uh, and, uh, well, I think I think the phrase pandemic was thrown around quite a lot. Yeah. Um, pandemics last four years, generally. Um, we've had ours for, well, nearly two, not quite. So, um, certainly if you look at UK and quite a lot of Europe, it, it does seem to be on the march again. Um, COVID is all a little bit scary. And uh, the reason it's sort of big in my life at the moment is because, uh, along with everybody else, I think we sort of dropped into the, oh, it's kind of going away now feeling. Mm. Uh, so life in Cyprus was pretty much normal we're supposed to wear masks outdoors but nobody does unless they get into a sort of you know crowded situation um and restaurants and bars because they're all outdoor you don't need to wear them um you can you can sit at a table you can't go and get a beer at a bar uh you know standing at the bar but that's not something i used to do anyway so <laughs> yeah. um it we just sort of dropped into this, oh, everything's everything's going away, everything's fine now. And Margaret got a job. Um, and so for eight hours a day, five days a week, goes into a room with 25 unvaccinated children. Hmm. Uh, my wife has uh, a health challenge or two, one of them being diabetes. Um, and diabetes and COVID are really not good bedfellows. They, um, they, they can sort of, you know, one, one upscales the other. So uh, we're having to, well, when I say we, she is having to have a sort of long, hard think about whether she wants to continue going to a you know, closed room full of 25 unvaccinated children. Because bless them, they're, they're, you know, I think they're getting COVID, you know, two or three times a week, bless them. They sort of just bounces off them after a couple of hours. They go, yeah, I was feeling a bit peaky. I'm fine now. Let's go cause havoc. Um, but because, you know, everybody has different views of COVID and different risk profiles and risk appetites, uh, 
So, yeah, it's all a bit scary for us mm. uh, right now, just thinking about how that's going to pan out. Because, believe it or not, in six weeks, Margaret's got very attached to these kids and, and her colleagues. And, you know, she really doesn't want to sort of stop going in. And, um, you know, it's not my place to, to force the issue. Um, although, you know, for me, it seems quite a straightforward calculation to make. So, mm. Mm, mm, there's a lot of hmm going on in my house at the moment um so yes i suppose, suppose the message to everybody would be keep safe mm, you know, we're not, absolutely we're not quite not, not quite out of the woods yet i don't think anyway let's get gerald on this is the three pin plug hi i've decided to mix it up a little i'm feeling like exercising my creative license how do you like my range of accents the first pin is Stuart lennon you can buy his collection of reasonably priced notebooks and stationary supplies at nerosnotes.co.uk. You can read his writings on writing at stuartlennon.com. If you want to see photos of his dogs, Spice and Charlie, you can follow him on Instagram at stuart.lennon587. The second pin is TJ Cosgrove. He created wood and graphite, a collection of over 150 short films on pencils, paper and other collected analog ephemera. You can watch it on YouTube, by searching wood and graphite. If you like looking at photos of coffee, keyboards and a black Labrador called Blue, you can follow him on Instagram at team underscore Cosgrove. The third pin in the three pin plug is this show, 1857. You can support the show by leaving a review on iTunes, or the podcatcher of your choice, the efficacy of which is debatable, or by sharing with someone you think would enjoy it. Perhaps even nip over to nerosnote.co.uk and pick up a few lovely notebooks or fancy pencils, it all helps to cover the cost of hosting. The three-pin plug is brought to you by me, Gerald, a totally normal human being, Definitely real and corporeal, for sure. Thanks for listening. Back to the show. Just, I feel like giving him a slow golf clap every time. It's just that stupendous a performance. Uh, absolutely, or even a round of applause. No, no, no. Just a slow just golf a... clap. He doesn't. He doesn't want the pizzazz. No, no. no round, round of applause. You just go all the way around the mic. Oh, I see. I see. Sorry, yeah, I don't get yeah, that because yeah. my my microphone is in your ears, and so you doing circles true. in front of the mic does nothing for really me. Work. You, you've you've pulled that curtain back again, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Just... <laughs> no one thought that you were recording into your desktop mic, and that was somehow being shot to me. I'm not sure that was anyone's <laughs> understanding of the situation. I don't think anybody was thinking about it at all now until you brought it up. Um, but did you see the one that I pulled during the week? This was a classic. Um, in, in the latest instalment of Sean, uh, I had him making a phone call uh, to to the lawyer. So he was trying to just trying to get a little bit of advice from his Hungarian mm. lawyer. And while writing it, I remember um, sitting back, there may even have been a, some twirling of a pencil going on, um, sitting back, it's a very Hemingway-esque, obviously, looking off into the distance and thinking, now, how did we used to speak to the lawyers? How, how did those conversations go? And sort of just trying to replay the memory. And, and it worked. I replayed the memory. And so I wrote... In the draft on the blog, Istvan Stewart, how are you? Now, 
There is no character called Stuart in the novel. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so obviously I mer- merrily um, scheduled the publish, went off to play golf and came, came back to some, some, some tittering Slack comments. <laughs> going, I'm not yeah. sure that's what you meant, um, which is true enough. But, oops. Yeah. There we are. Fourth wall. <laughs> Me, myself and I. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so what are we talking about tonight, CJ? Well, we talked about, I mean, have you, have you read the book that this title is uh, spoofing? No. No. I think I've read a bit of it. I can't remember. So the title is The Life-Changing Magic of Clutter, because we both have a lot of it. And I, I think you telegraphed a bit of the, oh, yeah, clutter. Yeah, I think we either subconsciously or consciously, I was aware that you were thinking about it at a similar time to me. So you said mm. standard spooky Cosgrove topic choice. I think it was telegraphed more than you think. So it wasn't mm. it wasn't me going like the finger stick in the air. Yeah, oh, clutter. That's the one for today. It was on my mind, and I think the the way our sort of intercontinental brain trust works is that whenever one of us is thinking something, the conversations that we have inevitably sort of nudge the other one towards it. So I think sure. that probably happened, and so this is some weird cyclical thing where you've suggested something to me that I then suggest to you, and then you go, oh, great idea, but it was actually your idea originally. So, um, yeah, that's where I came from. I was decluttering. I was trying to get organized and tidied, and there's a a certain amount of satisfaction that I get from getting rid of stuff that is no longer needed. And that kind mm-hmm. of, oh, good. That can be put away. Not not in my house, but somewhere else. And I, I like that. I like having an order. I like having places for things. It, it does calm my mind. Meg is of the, the mindset of like, well, if it's not in my hands, it's been put away. I'm like, well, yes, sweetheart, but now it's on the floor. She's like, well, the floor is a place. You know, <laughs> she doesn't really have the same necessity of order things can be a bit more haphazard she's an artist right she's she everything can be uh sort of fluid and that's fine whereas i'm like this is a box things go in the box and the box goes on a shelf and once it's on the shelf it's no longer a burden to my mind but megan doesn't work like that and so there's a consistent kind of ebb and flow of like i'll put this away neatly meg will actually use it like a human being and go yeah that doesn't work and i go i know but it looks neat now it's incredibly impractical and tidy. So there's a lot of that in our house where we'll tidy something away. Well, I'll tidy something away. Meg will then go, where's this? And I go, oh, well, it, you just have to open this box, disassemble that, remove this bookshelf, unpaint the wall, peel back the wallpaper, and it's behind there. Nice and tidy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's on my mind. I'm trying to tidy. This office has been a good one for kind of like hidden cubbies of stuff. And you go, oh, I didn't know I had these. Okay, well, if I didn't know I had them and I've had them for X number of years and haven't needed them, it means I don't need them. So they can go. <laughs> yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean because, um, I've, you know, in, in my defense, Your Honor, um, <laughs> I, 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 I do run a stationary business. So inevitably there's quite a lot of stationary turns up in my world. Mm. But, um, I... Uh, was it yesterday or the day before uh, recently anyway opened um i was looking for it's that time of year i was looking for the instructions to the thermostat um <laughs> wait, wait which, hold on hold on you don't have them as a pdf on your iCloud uh well almost certainly i do as a backup and i may need to 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 revert to this but um it's 
because it's quite an old system. It's a it's a small booklet, so it would be quite a hassle to. <sighs> anyway, um, it's one of those that it there's only two places it could be. So in in the folder marked appliances or the other folder marked appliances because the the first folder wasn't big enough. <laughs> appliances um, part two, the sequel. Appliances: yeah, The Empire um, Strikes Back. But it's not. <laughs> so this this immediately caused me some distress, and then I thought I had a vague memory of looking at it last year and therefore thought oh okay i will have put it in the living room where we've got lots of bookshelves uh, and is also the domain of my wife so um she she's i don't know if she's cosgrove-esque but the idea that there might be some empty space in a drawer or a cupboard is very distressing to my wife <laughs> i had this with gift um, vouchers as well like i can't leave a gift voucher unspent <laughs> we 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 given something to my my sister in law, and I was like, no, no, you can just have it. And and then my sister in law's husband, um, had sent us a, a voucher for it. It was very kind. It was unnecessary. And I said, look, that, that don't need it. He's like, here, no, one of the fifteen pounds. There you go. And so I was desperately on the hunt for fifteen pounds worth of something I needed to buy the Amazon voucher and get it spent. And I was like, just, just wait. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. It's pending. There's a checkbox. I have a check. We need to, these need to go together. <laughs> yeah. So, so my, my little thermostat book, I think, has now been folded up and put into the back of a drawer <laughs> that I probably don't even know that we own. Yeah. But anyway, so um, I will, like everyone else, I will puzzle out the thermostat and work out how to get it from, <laughs> from you know, mode one to mode two yeah. by pressing buttons randomly until it does what I want to do. You press it, um, wait eight hours. If the temperature goes above 30, you've done it wrong. And then press a different button, wait another eight hours and see what happens. Yeah, it's it's that sort of thing. And then, then boom, it's summer. Um, <laughs> so so I, was, I was looking for that and I opened up this drawer that, again, I'd forgotten we had. And there was a pile of moleskin books in there. Uh, that I'm not saying they're old, but they are paired with Evernote. <laughs> so, yeah, which you haven't used in how many years? Mm, exactly, they're designed to be used with Evernote, so it's so that the scanner can yeah, yeah, yeah. can read the pages properly and all of that good jazz. Um, and you know, they're fine little books. They're, they're little Moleskine, you know. They they're great. Um, it's like the little original black little black book almost. Mm. So. I then thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll bring those to my to my little stationary world, and I have Kallax, uh in my office, which are the sort of IKEA open shelves, the square ones, the cubes, and the square ones. Yeah, the ones that don't fit a full skip, a full skip, full scap, big folders. You know that you put sort of paperwork in. <laughs> they don't fit. Just just in case you were wondering, um, but they. Um, they are nice little cubes, and I put boxes full of notebooks and pencils and my field notes archives and some little books. And, and I was looking at them the other day, and I thought, this is, this is stressing me looking at these shelves. <laughs> yeah. Um, to the extent that I've now got things like on one of the little squares, I've got two dog leads. I can That's see it. that. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Next to it is a little plant pot, you know, one of those fake... Okay, and it's it's now much more soothing for me to look at. There are no uh, sort of unclosed loops. There are no things that I'm looking at thinking, "Oh no, that's in transit to somewhere that needs yeah. to be going somewhere else." It it 
it's just one thing that's either there for a practical purpose or decorative purpose and i can and it doesn't confuse my mind yes um unfortunately what that means is that now most of the drawers when i open them give me palpitations because i'm again i open them I'm like, oh my cables <laughs> right if i tied all yeah. the cables together i could probably abseil down everest <laughs> best um, way to get rid of cable just, clutter is learn how to wrap them there's a there's an over under technique that you can use to wrap cables that doesn't kink them i learned it when i was working on tv in canada um it's like a it's impossible to describe on podcast i'm sorry you're gonna have to google F- it figure of eight isn't it yeah. figure of no, eight. no 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 no. it's not a figure eight it's it's a no, I'm not even going to try to, to explain it. Go on YouTube it over under cable okay. wrapping, something like that. I'll try and put it in show notes. But do that and then squish it in half so it's flat and then go and buy a uh, little pack of hair bobbles, black, if you want them to be understated. Any color will work. Like elasticated nylon hair bobbles. And then that's your cable ties and you just loop it around a couple of times and the cables are perfect. All my cables are tied this way and none of them are cluttered. Yeah, no, I mean, I've got little, um, the, the um, sort of bobble that you describe. I've got mm. the really expensive from Amazon version of that, which <laughs> yeah. has got a little sort of toggle thing oh, on it. Oh, the bamboo looking tight. thing, yeah. No, these are these are red. Um, oh, okay. They're like red elastics, but they've got a toggle that you might find yeah. on an anorak. Yeah. Uh, so you can sort of pull it tight. Um, and there are, have been times in my life when <laughs> these have been judiciously employed. And I've had, uh, clearly, as an Apple user, I've got my goes with iPad dongle box. <laughs> I've got my goes with MacBook dongle mm-hmm, box. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then some crossover between yeah, those. The dongle fiesta supply clients. kit. Mm-hmm, yeah, all of that stuff. Then the spare dongle kit. Um, <laughs> then the... Dongle supplemental. Dongles two, dongles yeah, three. You've got to have dongles supplemental because <laughs> half the dongles that you've got won't work. Um, well, I because, just like the, the well, sort of chron- chronology of um, dongles that you're like, oh, I remember when that was a, a, a like an actual plug on a machine. No, don't do that anymore. What shape is that? That's yeah. strange looking VGA type thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's all of that. Then there's the, oh, you remember you bought that camera that had that little attachment that nobody else uses. <laughs> yeah. That's the one for that. I was looking for that four times over the last three years, never found it. Never mind, here it is. And then look at another thing and go, what the hell was that? <laughs> Purpose unclear. <laughs> yeah, wake up wake up in the middle of the night sweating, going, oh, it was a Fitbit. It was to charge the Fitbit, that's what it was. Um, what happened to me the other day? Oh, I found a little clippy thing. Thought, oh, I can't, I have no idea what this is. Threw it in the bin. Next day, Margaret came back from school saying, you know that mouse you gave me? Apparently there's a receiver that goes in the computer. Oh, no. Student, yeah, we, told, we talked about this. You binned a receiver. You'd never bin anything with a USB plug on it. You have to look at this, TJ. When, to call it a USB plug is very, very <laughs> condescending to USB plugs. <laughs> It, it's more it of a shim. honestly looks yeah it looks like a chip off something i mean it's honestly well it looks like nothing but, now you've yeeted it into the bin and space it's gone and do you know what do you know what happened it went well i've got a spare one there you are you see problem solved <laughs> so um <laughs> i've got all of these and what i really want to do is go look i haven't needed whatever this is for two years so i'm just gonna you know send it off to the recycling mm. place and just 
be rid. You know, I've got SCART plugs for TVs. I've got, oh, SCART. Um, Love a good SCART cable. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got um, TV remotes for a TV's long gone. Yeah. Um, I've got a Skybox. I've got... Um, Can you even get Sky in no, Cyprus? Uh, no, you can't. Well, you, you can, but not legitimately. Um, <laughs> you've got. Is it you called Sky or something? It's, it's some sort of off brand. It's it's a little internet-y box that you connect <laughs> up and you pay somebody every month. And um, my Sky, the adverts sound a little bit like that. Hello. Um, so clearly, it's easier to um, you know, root root Sky out of Ireland. Um, I don't know. Maybe the firewalls aren't as strong nonsense but i've got you know all sorts of stuff that is never going to be any use to me until of course the day after i I throw it out at which point it will become essential um so i'd like to get rid of those as well and i've got two or three drawers full of that stuff um (laughs) i I still have hard disks from when i sold the business in 2015 um and you know all of those are now you know, no long. I don't need to have them by law. Yeah, <laughs> but there's this little part of me that's going. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I can get what. What if? What if? I can't think of any if. But but what if? Yeah. What, what if? if? And then empty statement. There's nothing. But what if? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which just makes it all worse. Just yeah. preys on my mind. <laughs> I don't try to sleep. Um, but I was talking about this with someone else the other day. Just um. And I, he, he's, he's like yourself. He's an intelligent sort of person. And he turned around to me and said, oh, uh, yeah, well, what, what you're on about there, mate, is got a cognitive load. <laughs> Sounds I, like me. I, that's, an, <laughs> that's an elegant turn of phrase, yeah? I like that, cognitive load. He said, do you know? I thought, okay, here, here comes a pearl. I can feel a pearl coming. <laughs> do you know, I was, I was reading. Uh, he didn't actually have a Cockney accent, but it sounds all right if you got a bit Cockney, a bit Essex. He said, I was reading the other day. That a modern person, you know, you sort of, you know, today's day and age, you know, sort of, you know, you go to the mall. Your trip to the mall, there will be more cognitive load on your brain than a person from the Middle Ages would have had in a lifetime. And it's all numbers, you see, it's numbers. Because somebody in the Middle Ages, he wouldn't have met a thousand people. No, no, because they used to live in small settlements, didn't they? You know, 25 people. You maybe saw a couple of outlanders, that would have been it. And a male, thousands of you, thousands. And then he went off and did something else, leaving me befuddled, <laughs> sitting there with, Drop a with knowledge my cognitive bomb load. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I did some research on this, and, I, and it's true that it's not um, it's not psychologists that have come it's mathematicians who've just mm. said you know it's a function of math the amount of people that you you meet etc etc et and I, it's the modern the state of being modern isn't it is that we've got all of this stuff all the time uh and i don't know if it's my brain or just everybody's brain but it it, it just preys on me i just see it and i'm like oh I'll see something and think, oh, I need to sort that out, or I need to move that, or I need to give that to someone, or I need to give it back to someone, yeah. or I need to... And, and, oh, it just tires me out. There's so much pending. I think that's the... There's a there's a pile of things I need to do, right? And you're like, yeah, those will get done. But then there's also all the stuff that, like, it's not important enough or dangerous enough for me to have to do it right now. But it is... It does warrant 
being put on that big, big long list of things I will do later, later being an indeterminate time, not yet. And you know, yeah. like, I still haven't painted the bathroom. I still need to paint the bathroom on sweet ceiling. And it's been, uh, I don't know, two months since we had the bathroom renovated and I haven't painted the ceiling yet. And the, it's one of those things that like every time I see it, which is a lot, it's attached to our bedroom. I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to do that. Yeah, no, nope, need to do that. Need to do that. Mm-hmm. And so the amount of recursion that happens, the amount of like repetitions of this task that have gone through my brain is silly. Like it's ridiculous. I should have went, yes, that will be painted. And then the first free one hour that I had painted and then it was like, okay, well, that task is gone forever. Instead, it's just regurgitated over and over and over again as I ignore it because I don't want to do it because I'm being lazy. It's just And it grows. Yeah. It grows. That's what happens. It's like, oh, I've got to do the bathroom. I've got to do the, oh no, I've got to do that bathroom. And in your mind, it becomes scaling the north face of the Eiger in your boxer shorts. Megan, I have to Whereas actually it's, it's forty five minutes with a paintbrush. <laughs> boop, 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 done. Yeah, you'd spent more time thinking about not doing it than it would take you to do it. For sure. yep. You spend more time per week thinking about not doing it than it would take you to do it. And you do that for a succession of weeks. 50, 60, uh, 70. Yeah. I'm still looking at my fence. <laughs> that we, we first started talking about that fence in 2019. I do love it when tasks come around, though. Like, we painted the back garden fence whenever, before we got the garden done, but, like, sort of in the midst of the summer, we painted that. And now we were like, okay, well, we'll paint the front fence as well, the one along the drive. We'll paint it uh, not long after, and then they'll match. And then (laughs) we've left it and left it and left. It was actually earlier than last summer. Left it. And now all of our fences look ratty, so all of our fences need repainted at the same time. So actually, it was better to do it this way. I've, I've, I've left it long enough that it's become one task again. It's come back and the Ouroboros is complete. Absolutely. but And then you'll decide that you don't have the time to do the, the whole task, so you'll split it into <laughs> I'll do the parts. back today and then <laughs> the front in four years. <laughs> I, I fear that is the, the fate of my fence, which I, again now, every time I come into the house, go out of the house, uh, take the dogs out for a walk. It's like, oh, is it better, though, for these kind of things that clutter your mind? Is it better to do that? Like obviously, that's the default for us is that we'll ignore, ignore, ignore until snowball is so big that you actually have to do something about it. Would it be better, even though it's more hassle, to do one fence panel a day? Like we talked about this before, like literally if you went, okay, the paint is sitting out by the fence and every morning on my way back in from walking the dogs, I go out, I open the tin, I paint one fence panel and then I put it away. Well, I, I mean, apart from all the atmospherics and issues that you might have, you know, around opening and closing and yes, it would be because when I look at painting the fence around this property, I'm like, oh no, there's no way that I'm going to free up. The four weeks yeah, required yeah, yeah. to do this because you know you've got to do both sides and you've got to do because we have our fences alternate panels oh um, yeah it's not alternate panel, alternate planks yeah um so if you're looking at the fence you've got sort of you know eight little planks in front of you you've got to paint and then you've got the back of eight little planks that are through the gap and then you've got to go around the other side and do the other side so it's not only is it a big fence, it's the most pernickety way of doing it. I mean, it's the most fence what I need surface area to do, ever. Yeah. What I need to do is create a big 
a sort of banner, a huge sort of white sheet banner that um, is on two sharpened sticks that I can put outside the fence panel as a sort of backstop. And then I can stand in my garden with some sort of paint gun spray thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And fire into this thing and then go out and move the panel. And, and I'm almost certain that would be a brilliant way of spending the exact same amount of time as it would take me just to use a brush. Yeah, because you'd be like, well, this, this carefully constructed paint panel that I'm building needs a bit more R&D before it can be deployed. Whereas I could just paint this with a brush like a human. <laughs> well, I, I'm not really thinking, okay, yeah, but the house is on a slope, so I'm going to need some sort of <laughs> telescope leg thing going on here. I'm just, mm, no, okay, uh, it's not going to work. It does, it is funny how the, this clutter is both physical and mental, and it accumulates in exactly the same way. And it's that uh, sort of boiling the frog thing where it's like, oh, it's not that way. I'll just set it here. It's not a big deal. One thing won't mind. Ah, it's great. I'll put that there. I'll not do that this week. I'll do that tomorrow. And all of a sudden it's a thousand things or it's a room full of junk. Like we have our back bedroom. Uh, we have a four bedroom house. The back bedroom is the junk room. Everything's in it. Everything and nothing. So I could not distill that room into one purpose because it has such a random eclectic mix of stuff, but it also has no purpose. So it's everything and nothing all at once. And it just is that because we're going, well, this is messy. I'll put this in the pile of all the other messy things. And you put it in the room that no one looks at. So it, it just builds. And it's so innocuous at first that it's easy. You, oh, it's only, oh, it's only that. No, we'll get that sort. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. And then it's 10 things and then it's 50 things and it's 100 things. And that's the same for, for mental clutter of like, oh, I need to sort that. Oh, I should really do that. No, that needs tidy. And then there's almost a, a sort of multiplication effect in itself. So one task can feel like 10, even though objectively it's only really 0.5 of a task if you look at it in reality. But you've written it down, it's been on the list for so long, you feel it's massive. And then you do it and you're like, oh, it, I mean, ticking it off is more time than it took to do it. Okay, we should have done this six months ago. <laughs> yeah, sure. But I mean, the other thing is, you know, as as we touched upon there when uh, you're talking about your parish notices, is that you uncover um, a sort of domino effect of tasks. So <laughs> yeah. you, you decide, you know, okay, I, these notebooks, for example, I've got too many of them. Um, they're really nice notebooks. There'll be people that will really enjoy these. Um, I, I want these notebooks out of my life. That, that's essentially where you're starting. But then neither of us is ever going to turn around and say, well, I'm just going to sling him in the bin. Just, no. We, we can't do that. It's not in our makeup to do that. And so then you think, okay, well, I'll, I'll give them to, to Johnny. No, oh, oh, Johnny's in America. So, for example, <laughs> I, I, I would quite like to send Justin some stuff in Canada. Yeah. Um, and the last time I was in the, the post office, I inquired and then can can it no oh, sorry <laughs> no, no no it's, it's no, a real you, you, it's, i promise it's real you can't send a parcel to canada oh um what what can i send to canada we can send a letter oh right <laughs> okay thank you uh, um and you you get into the whole sort of then creating more admin views. I just want to take this thing off my mind. I just want yeah. to get rid of some of these notebooks. And oh no. <laughs> yeah, oh, so I've got to phone a courier. 
I <laughs> this is painfully accurate in that I was like, right, I'll just I'll just give away these notebooks and pencils. It'd be really cool to give them away. Maybe some people on the Slack want them. That'd be really cool. But, you know, I, I can tell people about, like, these are pencils I got when I was in China. These are ones I bought in the Czech Republic. There, there's a lot of story and, and sort of dialogue behind a lot of them that I think is vaguely interesting if you like the same stuff as we do. And I was like, cool, I'll do that. And I was like, right, let me open up Obsidian. And, oh, oh, I appear to be writing a to-do list. Okay, so research the biggest box that will fit through a domestic letterbox in the UK. Okay, yeah. Find out how much that costs to send. Yeah, fine, cool. Find out what the weight limit is. Okay, this is becoming a project. I had a to-do, and now I have a project of to-dos. Hmm, this is <laughs> quickly, quickly expanding. Like some sort of horrible Mandelbrot set of tasks that goes from one, and you're like, okay, cool, yeah. And then you look at it closer, and it's 10. You're like, oh, hold on. You put your glasses on, suddenly it's 50, and you think, oh, this is, I'm going to stop looking. If I don't look, it won't get bigger. <laughs> well, I, I feel for my, my mate Bob, he of the barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he was going through this process, and I think that it was all started by his wife saying, do you not think you should get rid of one of those barbecues? Which it was wife code for, or I'm going to hit you with it. Yeah, get rid and of the barbecue. He he did what all men did and went for the path of least resistance. And went went to, went to his mate. Do you want it? Yeah, right then. And he's thinking, cool, done. Since then, I was taking him back from the golf. I was giving me a lift back from golf. And as we were pulling up, I said, oh, I can pick up that barbecue that I promised. And he went, oh, yeah, that'd be good. And so I went into his house, at which point I looked at this thing, which is, you know, it's broadly the size of, oh, I don't know, banger. I mean, it, I mean it's enormous. <laughs> and I was in little Caprula and I went, oh, yeah, that's not, you know, that's not. <laughs> this is the it. size of my car. Can I just drive this? Home? Yeah, I mean, he looked at it, he said, will that go in across the back seat? <laughs> I went, you were just sitting in the car, weren't you? Yeah. Mm. So I literally, quite literally, I took the lid. <laughs> right. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll take that, and uh, you know we'll sort out the rest. That's your one fence panel. Good job. Time. And I'm fairly certain that he he thought, oh yeah, that's going to be another couple of weeks. <laughs> so so this morning, okay, golf was yesterday, and this morning I got a message on WhatsApp. So I was sitting here working away, studious fellow that I am saying, uh, if you're in, I can pop round with the barbecue. And his car is smaller than mine. So (laughs) he'd had to sort of basically deconstruct the rest of the barbecue into sort of bite-sized pieces. Um, And then come over and he sent me a message saying, can you open the main gate so that I can park close? And then we took it piecemeal up to the back. And then... We started sort of laying it out, and he said, uh, um, "Am I stopping you from working?" And I went, "Well, um, yeah, sort of." And he went, "Look, you go back to work. I'll sort this out." <laughs> so he's then there for half an hour, swearing at you know a metal barbecue <laughs> that went together perfectly well the first time. <laughs> Came apart no fine. Now it won't go back together fine. <laughs> exactly. So he's slaving away at that. The sun's beating down. He's hot. Uh, and he's there thinking, I just wanted to get the barbecue out of the garden. It's taken me two and a half days and about six hours of labor. <laughs> mm, yes. I'm, it's, I'm, it's, the, it's the overhead of decluttering, you see. There is overhead. I'm looking at your, your nice clean office now. I presume this is the after rather than the before. 
in the, in the show. Sure, yeah. Um, and it's lovely. It does look very soothing. You've got a lot of sort of neutral sort of white and beige going on. And it's not cold. I know that sounds like it's it's cold. It's not. There's enough little touches and flourishes to make it feel cozy. And I can almost feel the warmth uh, of the sun on my feet on your nice tiled floor. I can sort of see the beautiful gardens beyond. And it's lovely. And I'm sitting looking at this. Mm. And every time I look at the, the top photo, which is of your, your Calyx shelves, all I can see is two logos that I designed that became stickers. And I'm like, oh, I forgot I did those. And you kind of, uh, uh, people who design stuff, I don't know if they, they've seen this before. It's one of the many joys of designing logos for me is that I'll design something, forget I did it, and then it'll crop up in the wild. and be like, that's pretty cool. Oh, wait, that was me. Mm, is that narcissistic? <laughs> it's a strange kind of like, oh, I liked my own work. Does that say something about me? So <laughs> on, your, on your little uh, wooden boxes there, there's a mechanical yeah. or botanical one, which I did on the, the bottom left. And then the erasable logo on the right, the pencil, the yellow pencil, the red was also mine. Um, but I just every now and again, especially because they're stationary, there's a high prevalence of them in stationary stuff. And so I did exactly the same. I opened a box of uh, of notebooks and uh, one of the Baron Fig erasable notebooks was there. And it was this beautiful, bright yellow notebook with a red blazing logo on it. But, oh, that looks really good. Oh, wait, I designed that. Oh, oh, I feel bad now. <laughs> I feel like I'm cheating my own horn. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the occupational hazard of being a sort of design, designer for hire. Although in all these cases, you gave these away, didn't you? Yeah, I, did, I don't really charge for this design. I just like seeing them right there. They're, they're fun to come across and you go, oh, yeah, that's the thing. Like I came across uh, the sticker I think it's a sticker for um it was it was either cw or erasable i came across one of those stickers i was like oh that's really cool and not even like oh that's really well designed because it's fine but it's just fun that it exists it's a little artifact of the the time done the time that i spent doing wooden graphite so it's a nice little reminder for me to be like oh that's really nice and so some of the stuff that i've kept from the big stationary stash is not necessarily the expensive stuff or the fancy stuff or anything like that it's the stuff that I'm like, oh, yeah, I know I really like that. Actually, I will use that. Uh, and the entire time I'm not using it, I'll be pleased to have it. So mm -hmm. it's the and, and it sounds sad, but it is the kind of sparking joy thing. It's like this actually does hold a little special place in my heart. This is really cool. I like it a lot. It means something. That's why I want to keep it. And there's other stuff that could be more expensive, could be, you know, objectively, arguably better quality or a better thing. And I go, yeah, that, that's it's great but I don't really need it and I don't feel a connection to it. So I'm happier for it to go to someone who'd use it, which is broadly the, the overarching reasoning behind all this kind of get rid of stuff. And I, I do like giving things to charity shops or thrift stores as maybe they call them states, but I buy a lot of stuff from them. Well, I don't buy as much now, but I used to buy an awful lot of stuff from them. And I think it's this wonderful, weird sort of treasure trove of strange things that you couldn't possibly buy anywhere else. And I always love going into them and finding things. I'm like, what even? Who had this? Why is this here? I remember I, somewhere in Belfast, I'd found a little pin badge, just seeing your pin badges on your lampshade there. I find this little pin badge and it was like a Walmart employee of the month badge inexplicably <laughs> in a charity shop in Belfast. No name in it, just the, just the badge. I was like, well, th this is definitely coming home with me. It's too weird not to buy. Like, we don't have Walmart. It doesn't exist, as far as I know, anywhere near here within thousands of miles. So why is this in a charity shop? Okay, cool. 
I'm buying this for the intrigue alone. Uh, and that's how you have <laughs> mountains of clutter. Welcome to my home. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then yes, later later on, you can work out, mm, does this spark joy? Uh, not so much anymore. <laughs> I've forgotten what this it. sparked. I'm just confused. It's sparking confusion now. <laughs> yeah. And what, what you're aiming for, or, or what I find I'm aiming for, is that it's that simplicity thing. Mm. It's the idea of being able to, um, you know, not in the pictures, uh, that, that I've put there I've got you know other bits of furniture the drawers that are full of stuff mm. and you know I've I've been looking at um I mean this is when I knew I was I was getting a bit scary I was looking at you know my bullet journals of the last I don't know three four years which are all sort of you know marked on the spines as to what what period they cover etc cetera, etc cetera, which I would always in the past have on a shelf but having them on a shelf was bothering me yeah. And I'm I'm looking at these books and going, do I want this? Do I want this archive? Um and at the moment it's kind of it's in a halfway house, so it's out of sight. Um but not yet discarded. Not out of mind. Because there is a part. Yeah, well there's a part of me that's going, you know, just 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 be rid of these things. They they served the purpose that you wanted them to serve at the time. Yeah. It's fantastic, but they they serve you no purpose now. So just um, you know, get them off to the recycling place, and they can, you know, be turned into whatever they turn recycled paper into. But um, there's another part that's going, oh, yeah, yeah. But will I do it? Mm, should I? Mm. Um, and and that's the that's where I get conflicted. Mm. Is is that simplicity is so appealing um, that I can end up making some very poor decisions. I get <laughs> the wind in my sails. Yeah, we'll get rid of that. We'll get rid of that. I don't like that watch anymore. That's a Rolex. Don't throw that away. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I left my car yeah. in time. I don't need it any longer. Well, I mean, that's, that's pretty much how I sold, sold my Z4. Was like, enough with this car nonsense. I'm getting a bicycle. <laughs> um, and it wasn't as though I was short of, of money. I mean, I could, I could afford a bicycle and keep the car. It wasn't really an issue. But I wasn't using the car because I was walking to work with, yeah. with young Nero. Well, okay, well, I'll sell it. I'm not using it. Um, and now I, I quite like to have a little open-top car out here. But hey, there you go. <laughs> I mean, you, you do go through these cycles. You think of like, I don't need this. And then you get ready and you're like, ah, that thing I needed, it's gone. Like, I, I have more than once gotten rid of something because I finally relented to that. Like, when? When will you ever need this thing? And then three minutes later, I need the thing. I'm like, well, that's the, <laughs> that's the, all the permission I ever needed to never throw anything away again. And it, it is, For it, sure. it's not healthy to do that, right? It's, it's, there is a certain catharsis in getting rid of stuff um, whenever it's not needed or it's served its purpose. But as you say, it's easy to, to get into that, like, yeah, sell, sell, get rid of, bin, bin, the, the white MacBook on a, a sea of empty desks, give me the plane. And then you're like, oh, it's a bit cold and empty in here, isn't it? Maybe I'll get a few knickknacks for the walls and then oh oh i'm back where i started okay here we go again <laughs> exactly yeah. so so what's happening next then you're you're clearing out your your pencil notebook collection a little bit is there anything me. else that's getting getting done well yeah there's a lotus so <laughs> i i did really well on the pencils i did really well on the notebooks of going like actually no sable this is way more than i'll ever need let's find the stuff i want the stuff i can see myself using 
and we'll, we'll narrow that down. So it took maybe 15 to 20 boxes down to maybe three. So that's a good amount of stuff cleared and a, a good amount of space sort of realized in the office. And then I have another subclass of things that most people I suspect don't. And this is, <laughs> I literally have a, a relational database of these things. It is a collection of weird and wonderful stuff. And I mean stuff. It, there's no overarching term that could describe all of these. And they're in little, not dissimilar to the white boxes. You have little white boxes I got from Ikea. And they're, most of them are under our bed right now. And it's like I went through them the other day and I'm fully intending to get rid of loads. And I opened each box and rifled through and put every single one of the items back in the box and pushed them under the bed defeated. And it was like weird stuff. So one of them was a, a box of two unopened boxes of floppy disks. I was like, well, I'll need those for something. Somewhere. <laughs> of course. Uh, one of them was a Captain Scarlet promotional mug from 1994. Kept that, not getting rid of it. Uh, like, oh, what else was there? I have a lot of vintage stationery that you will not find again. So old Stadler uh, or old Venus uh, compasses and mathematical equipment and really, really, really cool stuff. Old sellotape tins from like the 40s and little Singer uh, swing needle things lots of weird and wonderful ephemera which nominally was bought because it was interesting or people bought it for me or people found it and gave it to me because they thought that i would be interested you know and they were right and so i've collected all this stuff which is in my mind broadly speaking the beginnings of a museum which is somewhat, i was gonna say yeah you're about to get to the cosgrove museum line i can feel it coming <laughs> it, it this feels like the the little kernel the little center of that the little gooey delightful middle that that becomes a museum uh and maybe that's a pipe dream but it's a really wonderful pipe dream that makes me very enthusiastic so i like keeping stuff like that and yes it takes up a bit of space under the bed yes it's a faff and yes every time i pull out the boxes and look through megan rolls her eyes so hard it feels like i've got to fall over but <clears throat> i really like stuff like that and that's i think the the line for me is like no I could get rid of this. Yeah, absolutely. I do not need most of it. I could get rid of it. But I would actually be kind of sad. And I, I don't think I'd find these or I don't think I'd find these without a massive amount of hassle again. So for now, I'm happy to take the hit on you know a dozen boxes under the bed versus getting rid of them and having a completely empty under the bed that is empty. You know, like what, what's what's the, why do I win by having that clear? I don't need it for anything else. It's, doing nothing and me clearing it would only let it do more nothing so we're back to the conflict we're back, we're back to, the conflict. to the conflict i want that simplicity and clarity it's the ouroboros uh, of no, tidying Stu. this is it it's just it's a cycle it's a cyclical loop it, it, it's recursion it's all there so yeah i don't know uh, i mean we, we could have this conversation in, in two years time and i'll say pretty much this in fact in two years time play this episode again and that'll be chrono Absolutely. chronologically accurate <laughs> And meanwhile, Megan will still be going, I wonder if he's ever going to do that bathroom ceiling. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I've been Stu Lennon. And I've been TJ Cosgrove. Remember to make the past, the present, in the future. This has been a very neat and organized episode of 1857.